Welcome to the podcast dedicated to helping MSPs sell the right solution at the right price. Not the cheapest solution most businesses want, but the solution they need. When MSPs are selling and providing the very best solution, the state of IT available to the business market is elevated and everyone wins. This is Elevating IT. Guys, we're recording. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. We've got Frank Benedetto, founder of Audit here, and Rob Ray, senior VP of business development at Datto. Uh, needs no introduction. Uh, thanks for coming on, Rob. I really, really appreciate you. Oh, my pleasure, and thanks for having me. I much appreciate it. We're uh, we'll give you a little cheers. Where it's the end of the day as we're recording this, so uh, yeah. cool. cheers, guys. Stay healthy. Coffee mug, so. <laughs> So, um, Rob, I'm going to kind of kick things off. I wanted to kind of, here, here's the deal. We're, we're, we're talking about, you know, things that are going on today. It's April 8th as we're recording this. We really want to help MSPs out there and our clients and, and the MSP community to get through this, to get through the craziness and, and get out on the other side of this uh, safe and profitable. So to start off with, I just want to kind of check in with you. How are you doing personally? And, you know, how's Datto doing? Uh, you know, I'd love to hear like how Datto adjusted to this as as a uh, one of the one of the larger companies in the channel. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, um, interesting. Um, first of all, everybody that I know, um, family, friends, staff, everybody's great. So, awesome. uh, yeah, no issues, no concerns. We're we're based out of Connecticut, it's very close to uh, to where you are, Frank. So, you know, we tend to be up here in the Northeast, tend to be a little bit more of a hot spot than anywhere else around this, but. Um, I am now in week four of working from my home office. And as you guys know, I spend probably about 85% of my life on the road and, uh, I'm used to sitting in hotels and airplanes and all those wonderful things, which I complained about a lot at the time. And I will never complain about ever again <laughs> after spending four <laughs> weeks at home and not seeing a hotel or a lobby bar or an airplane. I would, I would be super happy. I made the comment the other day, if I had a, a seat on an airplane in row 35 middle seat, I'd be ecstatic right now. So, um, it's not bad, right? <laughs> it's not bad, right? Even on a Southwest flight, I'd be super happy. Oh my God. <laughs> so, um, fortunately my wife and I actually renovated our house, uh, probably about a year ago, finished about six months ago. And, and in the reno, she built me an office and I'm like, I'm always on the road. I don't need it. Thank God she built it for me because it has come in super handy through this. But um, from a business perspective, uh, obviously Datto, 100% um, MSP focused and being that our core product is disaster recovery, right? Which is the uh, the backup disaster recovery. You know, we started actually thinking and heading into the heading into the new year about, you know, what if something bad happened and we needed to have a remote workforce, meaning um like our head office and where most of our tech support is is in norwalk connecticut what if something happened in norwalk connecticut uh do we have the ability to to get our norwalk connecticut uh tax mostly tech support uh up and going so that they have the ability to help our partners and then you know we, we started rolling that out through because we've got tech support in the uk we've got staff in australia we've got staff in rochester new york so we started rolling this out funny enough you fast forward what was it two months later and we're all working from home. So it was already stuff that we had kind of already been been testing and working with and kind of understand understood 
uh, some of our limitations. So to be honest, it's been relatively smooth. Um, I haven't heard, and I try to keep part of my job is to keep a pulse of what's going on with the MSPs and not a lot of complaints about tech support. Um, then again, our calls are down significantly because I think a lot of MSPs are focused on um, what's in front of them right now, which tends to be how do I mobilize my end user workforce so that they can work from home and all the things that are there. So, you know, for us, it's kind of like we're here when you need us and, uh, and that has worked fairly well for us. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys are safe. Um, yeah, I'm uh, about 30 miles north of you in Southbury, up 84. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's a little scary up here, but we're getting through. Hopefully, yeah. we're hopefully we're flattening the curve. Um, yeah, I wanted to kind of, and the reason why Frank is on here, because, you know, Frank has a kind of prediction that he's been talking about uh, when it comes to cloud and BCDR. And I want to kind of punt it over to you to talk about the direction with Rob, direction of selling as you see it, Frank. Yeah. So I think, you know, I'm in a, in a dual role here, right? So, you know, I, I am an MSP, I'm an active MSP. So I'm living through this. Um, I think that, you know, it made some pretty good decisions over the last eight years, which put us uh, to river tech in, in a good spot right now. Um, and then, you know, also it created audit which made it easier for me to sell those solutions that put me in that good spot. So what they want to talk to you about, Rob, was um, kind of the evolution, like what we've seen in the MSP channel, because like, I remember if we go back, let's say 10 years ago, you were probably with level then, right? Yes. And yeah. I had just started with Robin Robbins. And I remember as you would walk the hallway, like the vendors, RMM was all the rage back then, right? Mm -hmm. Lab tech had just popped up. You were with Level, Kasey was out there. I think I used a product called Hound Dog at the time, which yeah, I remember, you remember Hound Dog Technologies? Yeah. I actually did. I actually filmed the testimonial for them, and then they got acquired. Uh, um, GFI, I think, acquired them. Yeah, GFI did, yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, now SolarWinds. SolarWinds, yeah. So it's rolled all the way up. But what was interesting was I. So I remember that. And then I think um, it went from there and I can't remember if BDR was first or if it was cloud. I think it was BDR. Yeah. And every, you, can you can walk down the hallway. Everybody's like, what BDR, BDR, what did you use? I remember Chartech, you know, was, was leading the charge on the BDR at the time. And uh, so you had the business continuity piece there. Then you had cloud, right? Cloud popped up. And to me, it seemed like cloud came and went the fastest of all the shiny objects. It, and I think, I'll tell you some, I'll, I'll get into some of the reasons why I think that happened. I think it had to do with profitability and a lot of MSPs couldn't figure out a way or didn't think you could make money if you shifted to cloud. Mm -hmm. And then cybersecurity came in like hot and heavy and that's what everybody's been focused on. But what's really interesting right now is cybersecurity is kind of quiet. I mean, people are reminding you, hey, you got people working from home, so be careful, you know, don't lose, lose sight of that. But I almost think we lost sight a little bit of the BC, BCDR side of things, right? Because I'm watching a lot of my peer MSPs right now scrambling to get their folks mobilized and working from home. And suddenly there's a lot of companies saying, hey, you know, like the solution didn't really work that we had. Like we had to do a lot of shifting around of the train tracks to, to get mm -hmm. back working again. So just about your thoughts on that, the evolution of it and, and, and what you think, because you're in the BCDR, you know, vertical here. And, you know, I've always appreciated that because I think that's really of paramount importance. You know, people don't care about their AV so much if they can't work or can't get to their computer. So 
thoughts? Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I think that it's it's pretty easy to say, and and probably the conclusion is easy to draw that I think from a backup perspective, at least when I joined, when I when I moved out of the RMM space and into the backup space, um, I remember I remember having conversations way back early in the day when when Dado was trying to recruit me, and uh, they were like, you got, you you know backup company, backup company, backup company. And, and there were so many backup companies that I remember this was in 2013 when I joined Datto and, and started, uh, they started getting really serious about bringing me on board. And I'm like, there's a million backup companies. Why would I want to work for a backup company? I want something that's kind of new and edgy that, you know, people aren't thinking about, like you said, cloud and now cybersecurity and all that. But then, um, the way backup it just well it, first of all it was an msp that kind of grabbed me by the by the head and said like you're missing the boat here backup is like everybody needs it it is something that a hundred percent of end users need rmm is not something a hundred percent of end users need or want or are willing to pay for so you're kind of missing the point that there's a million backup companies because there's 10 million opportunities so it was like okay that kind of makes a lot of sense um that being said, I think there was a lot of maturity that actually happened during that time between, if you look at the organizations um, like Datto, for example, even even 10, even shorter than that, like if I look at our organization when I joined almost seven years ago, um, the, the maturity level of the product, the uh, commoditization of the price, the uh, ability for the MSPs to be able to articulate their difference between traditional uh, backup versus continuity, which was, you know, been the message that everybody has been saying and singing about and, and trying to explain the price point to end users. I think, you know, it's just, it's, it's a matured conversation. Um, by no means is it um, saturated. And, and I say that because our backup business still continues to grow record rates month over month over month, even through COVID here. Um, you know, we're having a phenomenal time and I know the other backup companies are, are the same. So, by no means is is um, does this mean that we've kind of matured on the backup side and now we're heading into cloud or heading into cybersecurity. It's just, it seems to be a consistent tick up. What I think from our perspective, because we're in the technology realms, I think everybody's just kind of always looking for something new, something to, new to talk about, to learn about those kinds of things, which is why we have conversations about 5G and internet of things and even drone technology at some of the conferences that we go to because we're always just kind of looking for the next shiny thing because as tax, and I'm by no mean technical in any way, but as tax, I think we just look for the next cool thing to talk about. Backup's not cool to talk about. It's needed, it's necessary, and everybody must have it. But that conversation's been had and is continuing to be to, to be had. Um, it's just not as sexy as it once was. So then you think about cloud and, and that transition to cloud, and I think um, cloud has been around for a long time. And I, I think it was kind of like, maybe it was Microsoft that just did a really good ad campaign and kind of defined cloud and called it cloud. Whereas before like, it's just, it's always existed. So for us, it was kind of like, yeah, we've been doing this for 10 plus years. Now you're just kind of rebranding it, putting a new coat of paint on it and trying to sell it as something new, like Office 365, for example. I mean, Hotmail is a cloud application. How long have we had Hotmail accounts, right? And so. So it's just kind of like, yeah, okay, you know, it's it's defining it, end users are getting interested in it, and maybe by defining it as cloud, simplified the message. Um, cybersecurity, though, is something that's real and and kind of came on with a with a kind of a jolt. And 
um, I, I, I was telling a story um, back in the day, but in, in September of 2017, I worked for Datto and I, uh, and I still work for Datto, but um, when working for Datto, I remember uh, in September 2017, I saw an ad, uh, excuse me, 2014, excuse me, uh, September 2014, I saw an article on CNN about ransomware. And I'm thinking, wow, this is pretty scary. Like there is, there's software that can be deployed that, you know, can hold you hostage and you have to pay money in order to get your system back. And I remember calling our tech support team and saying, hey, how many of you guys have seen this ransomware or heard of this ransomware? And all of them are like, you're crazy. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Probably about a month later, like literally within 30 days, it just came on kind of like this pandemic. It just all of a sudden happened where we're doing our thousandth restore because of ransomware. And it now all of a sudden is like this newest, biggest thing where all of a sudden, you know, security, security, security. Now hackers have figured out a way to make money by delivering malware instead of just causing ca uh, havoc. So now all of a sudden it starts evolving into dark web and identity theft and uh, passwords and all these types of different things where people have figured out a way to commoditize this, make money with this to the point where uh, everybody's vulnerable, everybody's under attack. Most vulnerable people, of course, being SMBs. Uh, so, so the cybersecurity thing is a, is a big deal. This whole uh, work from home movement um, as a result of COVID, awesome that we were able to get everybody pretty much mobilized. And, and I wrote a blog recently, it was kind of a good news blog, like a silver lining blog as to, as to what's the, what's the good news out of COVID for, for the channel. And, and one of those things is like, think about the tens of thousands of businesses that MSPs have saved um, because they've been able to mobilize them and to work from home. And so that these end users can continue to, to serve their customers. So how many jobs have they saved? How many, you know, incomes, mortgage payments, all those things have MSP saved because of the ability to rapidly deploy, work with, change technology. And I know even to this day, it's, there's still MSPs scrambling around looking for product um, in order to deploy to get end users working from home. But then what we did was we kind of left a window open and that's when the security story starts coming back like we were just starting to get our security story together and i mean the channel as a whole getting our security story together because msps were under attack and and then 2fa was now standardized for things like rmm and and we were having better more intelligent conversations about malware with the end users boom now everybody's at home using their personal wi-fi networks the same things that the kids are TikToking on and all this and now all of a sudden it's like god we're right back to square one so I think that's going to be a bigger conversation and, and kind of a different and kind of pivoted conversation. Because if I came to you three months ago and said, let's talk about, let's talk about security on home networks, you guys would have gone, get out of here. What are we talking about now? Like we've just, we've, we've kind of closed the front door, but left a window open, you know? Yep. And that kind of brings me to the next thought is, is that, you know, we know that we're sitting on, you know, the, we're riding this, this, this swelling wave now. There's going to be a sales revolution here, I think, and a big opportunity for MSPs. Um, yeah. you, you made a great point, you know, many MSPs have done great work. You know, I know that, you know, Two River Tech, we're not out there saving lives, but we are keeping a lot of our clients' businesses afloat and in a good way. And I know that we, we got some really nice testimonials. Uh, I had one client sent, you know, one of our techs a bottle of, uh, of alcohol to say thanks. Uh, he sent me some masks. His father's a doctor. 
Um, a couple other clients wrote some really nice emails. One said, Hey, you're the only bill we're paying right now. Like we really appreciate your technology. So, you know, I wouldn't put it out there. I, I think that that's uh, it's an inappropriate time to, you know, to display that type of thing. I think later on down the line, but talk to us a little bit about what you view as this, um, the sales opportunity that's swelling. Cause I think a lot of some MSPs are a little down now. Others are viewing this as, yeah, we're going to have a great opportunity and almost feel guilty about it. Um, yeah. you know, thoughts there. Well, okay, so so a couple of different things, and I'll come back to the sales conversation. Um, uh, one of the things that I, I'm I'm trying to do is, and I think it's super important that we do this throughout this. And and call me naive or or I, I'm not. I, I I think we all understand that we're going through something that's unprecedented. I think that there is going to be fallout, and we're going to lose business. I think that um, it's safe to say that every MSP is going to lose a percentage of end users, what that percentage is, let's hope it's low. Um, and I think there are MSPs that are going to go out of business. I, I, I just think that, you know, none of us wanted this or, or asked for this and nobody's looking at this going, this is a great thing for us. Um, that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist. Otherwise I, I, my mind would blow up and I would head into massive states of depression. So I'm always trying to silver line everything. And you know, I look at like just the, the three examples that you gave there. I want to I want to celebrate those things. But you're absolutely right. And I hear this not just from you, but I hear it from MSPs and partners all the time, because, um, again, I'm reaching out uh, to to our partners going, hey, what's going on? And I'm hearing stories like that. As much as I'm hearing the bad stuff, I'm also hearing great stories like that. Yeah. And you think about 10 years ago during the during the economic uh, burst in, in 08. Um, we would never be patted on the back for the job that we're doing back then. Instead, we were scrambling to get our bills paid. Um, Y2K was more our fault that these things were happening as opposed to, you know, hey, you're going to save us. Uh, the dot-com bust, again, was our fault because we're techs and we said that this was the second thing of Christ and it turns out it wasn't and, it, and the market crashed and that was our fault. This is the kind of the first moment where the channel and, and MSPs in particular have had a chance to shine. I want to celebrate that and I want to start telling those stories. But it's like you said that the MSPs that I'm talking to don't want to pat themselves on the back yet. Um, and I understand why. And it, it tends to be because we um, uh, tend not to want to be in the spotlight. I feel like I'm in the spotlight now with the sun coming. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, mine's coming too. <laughs> it's the time of day. I just, you know, I don't, I don't have a halo or anything. I promise. <laughs> um, uh, so, so, you know, it's, it's really hard cause I want to take those stories, Frank, and I want to, I want to, and I, you should be, and we should be celebrating these things even now, because I think we all need those good news stories that are coming out. And, you know, you watch the news and they're pounding us full of, of dread every single day, which is their job, uh, sometimes, but they, there's the odd good news story that comes out that just makes you feel a little bit better about what's going on. So I think, and I want to, and I'm going to explore a lot of that stuff. So bear with me. Um, going back to sales opportunities. Now, I want to be careful here because uh, this is not the right time to be calling everybody and trying to sell stuff. And uh, you heard that loud and clear from the MSPs in regards to vendors, right? And the first thing that my sales team at Datto did uh, worldwide was like, well, what do we do? And we kind of took a step back. I, I made a number of phone calls to, to MSPs like yourself and said, what's going on? Give me, give me kind of a, a pulse of what's going on with your business. And you're like, I appreciate you calling. Um, my hair's on fire right now. I don't need you uh, offering me free products or discounts or, you know, come to this webinar about this or this or this. Um, because it's really hard. You want to keep your business going. You want to keep, you know, that going. 
So the message we sent out to our sales staff was uh, call your MSPs and say, what do you need? And if they say nothing, leave them alone. If they say, I need this, then, then let's go and find that. But this is the time for us to, to be partners, not the time for us to, to take advantage of a situation or try to sell more stuff. Just literally, what do you need right now? And I think that's the message that we're going to continue uh, probably for the next number of months, which is, you know, what can we do to, to get through this together, honestly? So from a sales perspective, to go back, again, looking at the silver lining, what are the opportunities here? Um, I think that we could easily change the business continuity conversation, which we in the backup space have kind of taken and kind of said, uh, when, when people say business continuity, they're thinking about backup disaster recovery and data protection, that continuity strategy. Um, I think we can now need to, as a channel, take that business continuity conversation and expand it into what do we do in any scenario, disaster scenario, pandemic scenario, any scenario, what is your business continuity plan? I think MSPs more so now are positioned to be um, consultative with their end users than ever before, and more so than just looked at as the guy who can get me laptops or, or this isn't working, call, call this guy, you know? Um, I think that the, the, and we've been doing this for years, being that consultative <laughs> Um, uh, technology person to help your business uh, doing things like eliminating downtime and protecting yourself from data loss as well as, you know, um, uh, dark web and all that stuff. So this just kind of adds to that whole, what can we do in order to make sure that your business is up and going all the time and technology and how it fits in on those different things. So um, I think that's a good news story. The other big thing that I'm seeing right now is uh, the ones that are really caught with the pants down right now are the businesses that didn't have MSPs. And, and I'm talking about the mid-market, uh, coaching into the large market that kind of had in-house IT teams. And if you look at the mobilization of small, medium businesses that work with an MSP, they had access to, to equipment, they had access to individuals, uh, and pretty much were able to, to adjust and shift and set up right away. Whereas those businesses that didn't have an MSP were slower and are still struggling with it. Not only that, but they were reaching out to MSPs. I don't know if you saw any new business yeah. coming out of it, mm -hmm. but they were reaching out to MSPs going, I'm stuck. What can you do? But of course, as MSPs, you're going to take care of your existing customers first. And then I'll come to you, the new prospect that's calling in or the guy who I've been trying to sell to on a recurring revenue contract for a year who has said no to me at every turn. Now, all of a sudden you're interested. I will get to you after I take care of these people first. So I think, um, and we've been, we've been doing a lot leading up to this um, and talking about co-managed IT, basically um, recurring revenue contracts with end users that have in-house IT teams rather than the 100% complete outsource. This is a massive um, opportunity, I think, for managed services where post-pandemic, assuming this could happen again, What's your plan? And I think the MSPs are the ones that are best prepared to have that conversation, both from a speed, um, product sourcing, um, experience, service level, throat to choke, uh, consultative, um, price efficient, um, uh, experience, security. Like, I think we're in the best position to be able to help those organizations. So I think that there's going to be a big and that, that whole push towards co-managed where ultimately in a few years, we see, we see more and more larger businesses outsourcing IT. Um, I think we just 
hit the gas pedal on that. And I think that's going to happen a lot faster than, than what the initial predictions were. Yep. I agree a hundred percent. It's interesting. I'll put my uh, MSP hat on for a second again. Um, I was watching some of my peers try to figure out what the marketing message is, right? I mean, we've, we've been told, Hey, you need to market through this, but you know, we all, we all know like the hard sell is this isn't the time we know being quiet in the background, maybe it's a hard time. Like where's the balance. Um, I did see some of my peers, you know, on Facebook saying, Hey, you know, we're here to help all businesses. Like anybody needs it, you know, we'll help you. And um, I actually took a different approach with my clients. I wrote them a, a personal email from me. Um, I sent it out and I basically, one, I wanted to reiterate what, what we had there. I said, hey, you know, like our platform, you know, we're, we're heavily invested in cloud, but I said, you know, our platform was designed for this, right? It was designed for any scenario that requires any kind of business continuity, disaster recovery, and, it, and it's working for you. Uh, we're, you know, we're, we're proud to have as our client, but. Um, I told them straight up, I said, we're not actively soliciting new business right now. I said, our sole focus, we mobilized a week before the governor of New Jersey told us to. I kind of wanted to be prepared. I said, our sole focus is on you right now. We know you're stressed. We know that, you know, you've got employees that haven't worked from home, working from home, and and we're committed to that. And I got more responses back from that, just saying thanks. Like, they appreciate it. And And I felt like it was the right message. Now, you know, Contrary to that, we did onboard one new client. We had one that was in the pipeline that was dragging their feet and decided, crap, we should have said yes three months ago. And we onboarded them. They were a good fit for us and, and I liked them. So I wanted to help them. But we we made a conscious decision like today now, we were going to actively go out there. We did, we reskinned our website slightly just so we weren't tone deaf to what's going on right now. But I think that um, like to your point, we want to just be helpful to existing clients and we know there's going to be some opportunities. Uh, I do agree. I think co-managed IT is going to be a good opportunity. I think that uh, another opportunity is going to be um, clients of some of those MSPs, which you said will probably go out of business, right? I mean, I think that one of the challenges you face in the sales capacity is MSP selling clients what they want and not what they need, right? Yeah. And that has to do with price. And I think that was the number one reason I found from a cloud perspective, right, is why people wouldn't buy because the price point was high, right? Yeah. You were selling them something that at the time they couldn't grasp whatever happened. Like you said, like who would think we'd be in this? Like, even if you sold them a vision of like, what if we have a pandemic? People laugh at you, you know, yeah. a yeah. month ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, my story and my journey was, um, you know, about eight years ago now, um, I kind of saw this cloud thing coming and I said, I'm not going to be the last MSP trying to sell servers, right? And go out of business. So I want to stay relevant, right? There's always new shiny stuff. Cloud was shiny at the time, but I really said, Hey, that's the future. Like you, I said, you know what, we've been kind of doing it anyway. We just didn't call it like cloud and have the Q term. And, um, when I set out to, I partnered with OS 33 and still with them, um, it's been a good relationship for, for me and it's worked well, uh, but uh, Hurricane Sandy hit, right? So I don't know how that affected you, but like that literally went like right over our roof of our, of, of our office and house, right? Monmouth County, Central New Jersey, it literally went straight across that, right? And up until that point, you know, clients couldn't wrap their heads around, what if you have no power for 10 to 14 days, right? And my managed services plan, which included BDRs, by the way, um, 
it, and, and I wasn't with Datto at the time. I was with a different vendor, but we really, we, we didn't have the ability to spin up in the cloud. I was with one of those vendors that said you could spin up in the cloud, but guess what? Not everybody could spin up in the cloud and it didn't work. Right. Yeah. And so it was like, I sold life insurance to you, but you, you know, you just don't die on a Thursday and you happen to die on a Thursday. It didn't, it didn't work. Right. So the plan was not a hundred percent. So I had to immediately change what my offering was. And I had a pretty easy time uh, upselling a lot of those clients who had just been through this, you know, that short-term memory is good. And they're like, we need to be in the cloud like yesterday. But here's where I hit the wall and I had a problem was when I was trying to sell prospects, right? And I'm going to them and I'm saying, hey, you're spending, um, you know, three grand a month. You should spend four grand with me. And I had a tough time explaining all that value. And that was actually when I created audit because I got sick and tired. I said, you know, there's got to be an easier way to sell the, these SMBs what they need because yeah. they're only buying what they understand and what they think they want. And if you only do that, when you end up in a situation like this, then your client comes back to you and says like, what the hell? And it's hard to say, well, remember I tried to sell you that BCDR, you know, solution two years ago, you didn't want to pay for it or you didn't want, they don't remember that. All they know is right now there's, there's pain. So I think there's an opportunity, one, for MSPs to save those relationships by selling what they need, not what they want. And we know people are going to be shifting around, right? SMBs are going to be looking. So I think that some MSPs are going to pick up the business of other, S, of other MSPs that couldn't quite uh, make it. And then I think co-manage is a, is a huge opportunity um, yeah. out there. That's uh, a great point about those, those mid-market or mid-sized businesses that had internal IT and then working from home is like, you know, like a, like a, a complete uh, rat race to get that done. So. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were doing a, um, there's, there's kind of this deck that I, I've been doing the last couple of years. It's kind of like a little bit of a thought leadership. It was basically what does an MSP look like in five years? And what are the things we need to be thinking about? And believe it or not, one of, one of the items was um, a work from home strategy. And I was doing it from the angle that um, office, like brick and mortar offices are closing, trying to find good talent in, in, in your region. Uh, like a lot of businesses are, are now have remote employees, but the remote employee experience working from home is completely different than that of, of working from an office. In an office, you've got a controlled environment, you've got good technology, good security, all those you know, wonderful things. And then at home, it's like, just go to Best Buy and buy a, a router, plug it in, and then we'll figure it out. So I was doing it more as an angle for um, uh, opportunities for MSPs. Interesting, but from a resonating perspective, try going to your, to your end users and saying, we want to treat your home users uh, or those that have the ability to work from an office as well as home as, a, as an additional user and therefore charge you more. It was kind of falling on deaf ears. So Whenever I had a shorter presentation to do, that would be the piece that I would chop out. Meanwhile, two years later, we're all sitting at home and everybody's trying to figure out the work from home strategy. I look like a freaking genius now, right? <laughs> by, by thinking about this two years ago, even though this was not the scenario that we had planned. But now it's going to be the first thing that we're going to talk about <laughs> as time goes on. So I think um, I think your the the sales uh, has shifted, and I love I love what you're saying about shifting it away from what they think they need versus what they actually need and, and us being able to go in there. And when I say us, I mean, I mean the channel as a whole going in there as true consultants to go, no, this is, this is what you need. And if, if, if um, this ever happens again in, in whatever way it looks, whether it's a hurricane coming through New Jersey or, 
or a, a worldwide pandemic, these are the things that we need to, uh, to figure out. Yep. I'll tell you a funny story because, you know, Mike and I were, uh, were down at uh, the ID Agent Roadshow about a month ago, I guess, in, mm. in Houston. It was one of those trips where I was like, should I go or should I not go? And uh, we decided to, to man up and we went. And uh, it, was the, it was a couple days before everything shut down. Yeah. 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 yeah, I landed and people were turning on their phones and they're like, oh my God, Tom Hanks has coronavirus. And I was like, <laughs> what? The, like, if he could get it, like, you know, any of us could get it, you know, all of a sudden it became real. real. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, um, you know, I'm sitting there. Uh, it was, you know, a smaller event. Obviously, it was impacted. And um, we had um, a Huntress was the table over next next to me. And as an MSP, um, that has been a, a, a product I wanted to roll out. So, um, you know, I, I, I waved the guy over, you know, how the vendors kind of all hang together. And uh, I said, look, I own an MSP. I want to, uh, I, I want to use your product. And I'm concerned because I, a lot of my clients are going to end up at home working. Right. And like, to your point, there's a, there's a, now there's this increased risk. And I was afraid. So anyway, within like two hours, uh, he had me set up with a trial and I rolled it out and, you know, Mike's like, Mike asked me, he said, like, what, like, what happened? And I said, well, I, I rolled it out to all my clients and I actually just added it right to their monthly bill, the managed workstation. I uh, added a, you know, a couple dollars to it. And uh, he was quizzing me on the, the concept. And I said, you know, because of how I use audit, how I've cultured my clients that those red boxes are bad and green boxes are good. The clients have gotten used to that idea that they don't want me to wait till there's a problem and say, well, that was what that red box was. Hey, would you like to spend an extra 20 bucks for a month to be protected? They want to know that as an advisor, I said, listen, I took the proactive step. I added 20 bucks a month, but we've now plugged this pretty, you know, pretty uh, big, big hole, this whole work from home type of thing. So I think that um, some of the sales is the mentality here. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of like help the client first right now mentality and let's, let's do what's going to keep them uh, the safest. But, you know, Mike was quizzing me on that. He said, whatever happened is he figured I just gave up because, you know, we, it was, you know, we were quarantined and, and sales stopped. I said, no, I, I rolled that out to my clients. I, I want them to be protected. Um, and yeah, it cost them a couple of extra dollars, but it's worth it for me to protect them. And even if they ask me, Hey, why'd my bill take up a couple bucks to say, because I'm protecting you. And I think that um, that needs to be taught. I believe, you know, from a sales perspective, a uh, question for yeah. you from, from a vendor perspective. Um, I think that I'm guessing sales is one of the more difficult challenges, right. To get the vendor, get the MSPs like to River tech to move more of your product. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, you have great products, but what about the sales piece of it? Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you see? Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of yes and no at this particular point. Um, there's uh, it, it's a strange world because again, like you don't, it, it's funny. So the first couple of days, you know, we're still at the stage of, is this a hoax? Is this real? You know, how serious is this? Is it the common flu? Are we going to be back to work in, in two weeks? Are we going to, because initially I think like the quarantine period here in Connecticut, I think was only going to be um, like a week. I think it was the start and then a week turned into two and then two's turned into four now. Um, and there's still no, no end. And, and when are the kids going to go back to school and all that stuff? So you start, um, worrying a little bit about sales and, and everybody, everybody's worried. I think a little bit, you have to worry about that. You got to keep, we got to keep afloat, right. And, and we got to keep, we got to keep the machine moving and we got to keep our people paid and our mortgages and everything like that. So, you know, there's, um, 
this whole sensitivity about when do I call my end users and start asking about upselling and buying more stuff. And same for us working with MSPs. Um, the initial thought coming out of the vendor community was, hey, we have a bunch of MSPs that are sitting at home bored now. Maybe they'll sit through a two hour presentation to talk about moving from one PSA to RPSA. And it's like, immediately you, when you start having a conversation with even just a handful of MSPs, you realize that, that was not the case, right? Nobody is sitting at home bored thinking this is a good time to start looking for a new tool or add something to the stack. So I think um, there's, uh, there's a lot of um, belt tightening that, that needs to happen. Um, I worry a little bit about some of the MSPs, but I worry a little, little bit about some of the vendors that are out there that have been, um, we, were, we, were in, we were in golden age and it, it, this golden age has just kind of flipped or kind of been pressed pause on relatively quickly there. So I know there was a lot of people spending a lot of money. I, I, I know a few MSPs that just bought new buildings uh, that they were, they were planning on expanding into. Um, there's a lot of people bringing on new staff. Like, you know, a month ago, we were all looking for techs, you know, to bring on board. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you're thinking, well, do we, do we need these people? Can we keep these people kind of stuff? So um, in my mind, it's a little too early to say. We actually had a, a very, very good month. Um, I think it was a combination of um, additional need. And there was a lot of end users, I think, that were saying no to certain things then this hit, now all of a sudden they're saying yes, uh, because, because of the preparedness. Um, and those were around security, things like RMM and, and SaaS backup all of a sudden became wildly popular because they were trying to sell these things and, and uh, end users again were just saying no, but now all of a sudden understand, well, this is what you've been talking about if this happens. So, you know, we've been fortunate that uh, sales has kind of been growing on its own without us being aggressive um, uh, as we normally are. The, um, the, the phone outs to our, to our partners to go, what do you need? Um, there are a lot that actually still, uh, so we're, we've moved everything. We used to do uh, road shows where we'd go around and I know you guys participated in a lot of those things where we'd go around city to city, similar to, similar to one that you were talking about that you were at. Well, now all of a sudden we can't do that. So we changed them to virtual. I'm actually getting more people showing up at these virtual road shows um, webinars than, than we did showing up in person. So, so there is an appetite still out there to, to and, and I make no apologies about it when I, when I say, look, if you're looking for COVID help or, or information around that, then this is not the webinar for you. This is literally, we're going to review data product and, and we're going to do a demo of this product. And I apologize if you got here not expecting that, but this is a, this is a sales pitch. Enjoy. And, and people hang out and they stay through it. And, and they're coming, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens to each of these webinars. We had another one just a couple hours ago where I had close to 60 MSPs on Canadian MSPs on the phone. So, so, you know, people are still out there seem to be still doing business or still interested. I think, you know, we're very fortunate from that perspective, but I think um, taking your foot off the gas a little bit, um, changing the message a little bit to say, I'm here for you. What do you need? What do you need? What do you need is going to turn into sales opportunities. And then once everything returns back to normal, I think then we can go back to more aggressive techniques and, and the more aggressive techniques that we've been using. Um, I, it's just a matter of how long uh, does that last uh, before, before we see, are, are we going to survive that? Like, do you have enough cash to be able to get through that for if it's a month, two months, six months, a year, you know, that kind of idea. That's when you start thinking a little bit more about it. But 
uh, it's tough, man. It's tough right now. And every day I'm learning new, new things. I will share with you that one of the things that I'm working on is how does our product help MSPs through this time? Meaning um, how are MSPs going out there and winning business when it comes to say RMM? Um, what are they saying to their end users that is making their end users go, yeah, you're right. I do need that right now. And I'm willing to pay for that right now. Right. So, uh, you know, basically I, I leverage my partner base where all of a sudden I'll see like, uh, this one MSP starting to sell a lot more RMM and then I'll call them and go, what are you doing? And they'll say, yeah, well this and this and this, and because of the pandemic, I was able to say this and this and this. So we're actually working on, on sales tips to help MSPs position stuff through this understanding it's not business as usual it's pandemic time work from home time and and basically getting best practices of what the growing msps are saying right now and there are msps that are growing through this there are msps that are wildly busy through this some msps are talking about laying off staff other msps are still trying to find staff so it's it's this um almost like balance as opposed to kind of like devastation everywhere. It's more of a reshuffling around of stuff. Yep. It's awesome. Um, Frank, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt? No, I'm sorry. I was saying it's awesome and scary all at the same time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Frank, do you have anything else to add before I want, I want to uh, ask one final question before we, no, I, I mean, Rob's spot on. I mean, as always, uh, you know, from a, from a consummate salesperson who has a great pulse on the, on the, on the channel, uh, Rob, you're well-respected. I know in like every forum I, I see, I see some other vendors take some, take some lumps and uh, you know, you're, you're a, a, a consummate gentleman on there. I mean, people have nothing but great things to say. We really do appreciate you spending the time with us today because we really value your opinion and uh, you know, it's important to us too. Uh, yeah, to I appreciate, that. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. As vendors, we got to have big shoulders. So um, yeah. just like you do with your end user sometimes. So yeah, I got a, uh, I got a ton of notes um, and we could talk to you for the rest of the day. Uh, you know, could keep talking to you. And, and by the way, just to, to show I noticed you that. <laughs> what I uh, stole, what I, I steal one of these from your booth uh, every time on the I road, noticed. I'm going to run out of data pens now. You know, if you, if you got a second, the, the data pen story, that particular one, it's an interesting one. Um, those, uh, if you remember in Tronus, which is now Barracuda, which is a backup company, um, back in uh, 2011, they used that style of pen, black pen and Tronus logo. I love them so much that uh, Neil Bradbury, like shipped me a box of, of Intronus pens when I was at Level Platforms. I moved over to Datto and I brought my Intronus pens over with me. And I'm in a meeting with Austin McCord, the founder of Datto, the CEO. And I'm using an Intronus pen and he goes, what the hell is that? I'm like, dude, these pens are amazing. I love these pens. And he goes, who owns the pen budget around here? And it turns out it was in my department. And he goes, just go find that style, but put a Datto logo on it. So those pens I actually stole from Intronus way back in the day. So, well, guess what we did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know this is, I know where this is going. Listen to this story. Go ahead. If you, if you happen to have a get, get your hands on an audit pen, yeah, we, we've been we we have audit pens that are exactly the same. Exactly the same. But so, but uh, Rob, the reason why that happened was is I'm at a I'm at an audit booth with Mike, and I go, why do we have Datto pens all over our team? Right? Like I'm like, are we? And he's like, these are the best pens, and we ran out of pens. Like people want to sign up, but we have no way for them to sign up. So I don't know. He must have convinced the Datto rep, you know, to give us a bunch of pens. Nice. Oh yeah, I would we grab were, like you know, I'd, I'd walk by Sly each, you know, like I'd walk by the Datto booth, grab three pens. And I'd, <laughs> 
I'm whichever tired. whichever manufacturer came up with that style of pen, they're like making gazillion dollars right now from the IT space. That's for sure. Oh, they're the best. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, uh, Rob. Sure. If you want to, you know, plug Datto a little bit, tell us, tell folks where they. I, I mean, everybody knows where they can find you, datto.com right on the pen. But yeah. if you have anything special you want to share about Datto, please do. Yeah, you know, I, and and again, I'm not going to do a sales pitch because uh, the timing's wrong to do that, but. Um, we have, a, we have a ton of resources that we've been investing in. Again, like my job, uh, and I've got a phenomenal team um, of people around me that uh, basically are the face and, and own the, the community relationship with the MSPs. We, we reached out to our MSP base and said, what do you need? And we got a ton of feedback. Um, we, I just finished a webinar on Monday, which was um, uh, basically we hired an accounting firm out of New Jersey. Uh, to talk about the SBA loans and and how MSPs can go and apply for these things and some of the nuances to the rules, what can they expect? Because a lot of MSPs don't necessarily have accountants or or even the banks willing to help them right now. So, you know, those are the types of things that I'm trying to do as opposed to talking about us and our products. We're trying to figure out what we can do to, to get our partners through this. Um, I think the other important thing too is, um, you know, there's a couple of uh, vendors that have kind of made grandiose statements about um, investing in the channel and made big dollar amount commitments and, and all that, um, which tends to be a little bit more than fluff. But um, one of the things that we are doing, and we're not patting ourselves on the back because in these times, like for me to stand up and go, hey, we're going to give X amount of millions of dollars to the community, I think is a, is a, a crappy thing to do because all I'm doing is pulling attention on myself as opposed to putting attention back onto the MSP. So all the stuff I'm trying to do right now is what can I do to help MSPs through this situation? Um, by no means does that mean that we're not helping out our partners. Our message has been quite simple. If you need help, um, whether it's uh, selling more stuff, whether it's negotiating with your partners, your end users, whether it's end users that are canceling and you're stuck holding the bag, talk to your account manager. We have uh, the ability and the training now to go through any scenario and situation that you're going through. And I think, that's what, something you should do with all of your vendors is if you're struggling through this time, we, we want to retain and we want to keep as many MSPs in the market as we possibly can. And if you're struggling, ask for help. Don't hesitate. And that includes us. Like if you're a data partner, reach out and have a conversation with your data rep, reach out to me. I'm super happy to, to get involved. And um, when we say we're all in this together, we're legitimately all in this together and uh, there will be a bright side to this. And, and one day we'll all, be sitting in a bar drooling on each other again, laughing about this and, and talking about our COVID days. Um, and uh, I look forward to that day and I want to keep as many people that were there yesterday uh, in that bar when we're, uh, when we're all finished this. So let us know what we can do. Thanks again, Rob. Awesome. And thank, thank you guys both. I'll give you a quick cheers because this has been, you know, I do a lot of these and this has been the easiest one where I got to kind of just sit back and sip a beer. Yeah, and sorry. Be a <laughs> I'd like to talk. <laughs>